gathered in. Uh, we're washed like snow and free from all sin. Oh, how we will shout uh, and how we will sing uh, when the redeemed are gathered in. Oh, God, I thank you, Jesus. Uh, oh, how excellent is your name, oh, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof in the world and they that dwell therein. For it was founded upon the seas and established upon the flood. Who shall ascend into the hills of the Lord, and who shall dwell in his holy place? He that have clean hands and a pure heart, who have lifted up his soul in the vanity, nor sworn deceit, for he shall receive the blessings of the Lord and the salvation of our God. For this is they that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted to everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong in money, the Lord money in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted to everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. How, Lord, how increase are they that trouble me. Many there be which rise up against me. Many there which to be the says of my soul. There is no help for me in God. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. You are the glory and the lifter of my soul. Amen. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hills. He laid me down, and I slept, for the Lord shall abstain me. I will not be afraid of ten thousand of people that have set themselves around me, round about. But arise, O Lord, and save me, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth to the you, and your blessings are upon your people. Amen. Aren't you glad that the blessings of the Lord are upon you? You are his people. You don't have to worry about things. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I'm as close as the mention of my name. The Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> I shall not want. He's making me to lie in green pastures. Leave me beside the still waters, right? All those good things, right? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Being thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth and do it to all generations. Praise God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Woo! <laughs> I can run through a troop and leap over a wall, David says. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. You must love him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And these words which I command you this day must be hidden in your heart. And you must teach them diligent to your children and talk about it when you're in the house, when you're in the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. Write it frontly before your eyes. Bind it on your hands. Write it on your doorposts, on your gateposts. The mighty God is Jesus. 
the everlasting Father, the King eternally, the wonderful in wisdom, by whom all things were made, the fullness of the Godhead in Jesus is displayed. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and see back up in the glory. <laughs> Woo! What a month, God, we serve. You may be seated. <laughs> we want to get right in our Bible study. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> I'm here to teach. <laughs> I would love you. Come Sunday and I'll preach. How's that? <clears throat> this dog's going to bark. Who? Hey, I, I got to praise. I got to praise and I got to get it out. I got to praise. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God in the highest. Amen. I thank you. Woo. Thank God. Amen. That's good stuff there. He's good. All the time, God is good. Okay. We're talking about a better substance. Amen. We are talking about a better substance. Hebrews 10.34 Paul right into the church, for we had, com- for ye had compassion of me and my bonds and took joyfully the spoils of your goods, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and an endured substance. Amen. Man, you got something so much better. Amen. Though this old life passed away, you've got something so much better that's waiting on you. Now, last week we was talking about faith as being the substance. Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Amen. And we know that Romans 10, 17 tell us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. All right. So you can see the value and the importance. He's got one. You can see the value and the importance of the word of God. Amen. John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh, and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So as born-again believers, our faith should be running off the charts. Because we know Him. We know who He is. He is the living word. Amen. And he has given us his word so that we can be encouraged and strengthened. Amen. So the substance and the things that God gives us and to prepare us, amen, should be overflowing within us. Amen. And so as we saw last week, the value and the importance of faith. Amen. We know in Hebrews eleven six the Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. So we need faith. We trust God. We believe God. We take him at his word. We have to get to that point in our lives where we say, God, I don't understand it. Your ways is not like my ways and your thoughts are not my thoughts. But I'm standing on the word of God. 
when you've done all you can do to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all. Take what? The shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. In other words, you've got to have the faith so when Satan starts throwing those thoughts of doubt, those thoughts of uncertainty and things against you, you can put up your shield and say, oh no, God says in his word, fret not, little flock, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Fret not, little flock, I won't leave you, I won't forsake you. Fret not, little flock, cast all your cares upon me because I cared for you. I've got to get to that point to where I start singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in my heart to the Lord. Because what? He's given me a garment of praise. So what is inside of me is going to strengthen me. Remember last week we was talking about what I put in is going to be what gives me that support and the strength inside of me. So the more God's word that I hide in me, the more God's word is going to come out of me. You know, and and that's where I'm going to focus when that is in me because it's power. As Hebrews 4.12 say, for the word of God is quick, it is powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividers of end of soul and spirit and joint and mire as a thought and discerner of the intents of my heart, Hebrews 4.12. Amen. So the word of God, in other words, when I need it, it's going to come. Say, it, that, that assurance and confidence of God's word will encourage me, it will build me up real quick so that I don't give in and quit. Say, this, this is what the word of God is designed to do. And, and, and as I sing God's word and as I hold God to his charge of his word, that's why David said, the Lord, the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, make wise the simple, and the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoice in the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure and light in the eye, and the fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. See, so you want to build this substance. You know, when you look at Job's life, Job didn't wait till things happened wrong. See, he got his substance in him before problems came. Job knew that someday what he had heard about everybody else could come into his sandbox. That's why he says in Job 3, 25, 26, he said, the things which I greatly feared has come upon me. He says, I was not in safety, and yet trouble came. In other words, Job says, I heard about it happening to other people. See, you, you never know what path we're going to have to walk. See, so therefore, when you're in your right mind, <laughs> you need to prepare Amen. That's why when you look at Job 1, the Bible says Job rose early and he sacrificed for his children and for his family to God. 
Job says, maybe my kids are sinning. So I want to make sure I sacrifice for them. See, so the more I do when I'm in my right mind, the stronger my faith is going to be. My substance inside of me is going to secure me and hold me through the storms of life that comes my way. See, I've got to have all kinds of of substance. There's so many scriptures tell me to what? Build up myself on my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. When was the last time you just prayed in tongues for about an hour? (laughs) You know, when you don't know what to say, just let the Spirit, they all used to say, have its way. Amen. Just get along with God sometime, you know, and, you know, get yourself a cup of coffee or, or your favorite soda pop or your favorite glass of cold water or your favorite chair and sometimes just steal away and just sit and just cross your legs and just sit there and just talk to God. Lord, you know what? You've been so good to me. God, when I look back over my life and I think things over, Lord God, you have just been so awesome. God, did I tell you today how much I really love you and, you know, and, and want to thank you for just letting me see another day. And, you know, God, I don't know what all the things I went through uh, was facing me that you protected me from. You know, but I want to thank you. Say, you, you get in that kind of attitude with God. Say, because you're building that substance. You're strengthening yourself and you're strengthening your faith. Say, is what you're trying to do so that because you never know. Say, that's why Peter says, add to your faith. Second Peter chapter one, verse five through eleven. He says, add to your faith virtue. You know, look at yourself. Says, you know, am I being holy? Am I separated to God? Am, am I right now a vessel fit for the master's use? Say, if not, be like David. Purge me, O God. Try me. See if there's any wicked way in me. You know, because you desire truth in the inward part and in the hidden parts where you make me to know knowledge. Talk to God based on his word. So out of your faith, virtue, and then virtue knowledge, you know, ask God for knowledge. Jesus says you have not because you ask not. When You say, God, expound to me the word. Give me understanding. Give me clarity. You know, when we're in Bible study, God, if there, if I don't know, please show me what you're talking about so it'll be in me so I have that understanding. See, is what you want. You want knowledge, and in knowledge you want to have temperance. You know, temperance is self-control. You want to be able to learn how to control you. You got an anger problem. You want to bring that thing under control. You want to get it out of you because anger rests in the hearts of fools, and the Bible says it. So you want to get it out of you because you're not a fool. The fool says in his heart there's no God. <laughs> See, I pray you, you don't say there's no God. See? So you want knowledge, you want temperance, you want patience, you want godliness, you want brotherly kindness and charity. Charity. <laughs> That's what Brother Pharisee got, right? Some charity, right? <laughs> Amen. Praise God. See, your name's in the Bible. <laughs> Amen. But this is, notice, these are the things you want in you. Substance. Say, because... These things will cause your light to shine. See, Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. 
and the light of the world. You are a city. You can't be hid. See, so you want to be able to radiate from you that there's something there. Remember last week in Isaiah 6, verse 13, Isaiah says, when the Lord said through Isaiah, he says, when the till tree and the oak cast forth their leaves, you know that there's substance there. See? And he says the holy seed will be, you know, he'll be the holy seed in the earth as well. See? So, and you're a tree, remember? You're related to a tree. This is why David says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, Psalms 1, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law doth he chew on it, <laughs> meditate on it day and night. He shall be like a tree which is planted by the rivers of water, who shall bring forth his fruit and his season and his leaf shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. See, you want to be like that tree because, see, as long as the tree is by the river, you know what is happening? The roots are going down and the roots is getting as much water as it wants. See, you want to be like an evergreen tree. That's what you're supposed to be. You know why you're supposed to be an evergreen tree? Because God never dies. And you are the branches. So if you are the branch and he's the vine, you are not supposed to be dead. (laughs) You're supposed to be alive. Because the fruit is on you. The branch, the limbs, the leaves are on you. See? And as Isaiah, I mean, Ezekiel says in 47, wherever the river went, it was for what? The healing of the nations. See? And even when you look at Revelation 21, it talks about the leaves is used in resin for medicine. Jesus says in Luke 4.18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recover at the sight of the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. See, you got healing in your wings. The gifts of healings, spiritual gift, physical gifts, and mental gifts, healings. The right word at the right time can heal a whole bunch of people. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. See? So if I have the counsel of the Lord in me, if I have the knowledge of the Lord in me, and the word of God is in me, you should, and I know how to use it effectively, I can lift people up out of their situations and circumstances. See? So you gotta have this substance inside of us. Amen. If we work to obtain substance, 
and we do it honestly. Now notice, we last week we was talking about faith. Itself, but tonight we want to look a little bit about faith is the substance. Is, is, our substance is precious. And think about how important things are, the things of God. Precious. See, if something is precious to you, you value it. If, if I work hard to, to obtain something, then it's precious to me. And I'm going to treat it a whole lot differently oftentimes than when something is just given to me. See, when you have to honestly work and earn something, it's going to be more important. And I think this might be why Jacob, you know, valued Rachel a whole lot more than he did Leah. Because he worked for her for seven years and then another seven you know, to be able to get her. He was doing all that work for who? Rachel. Not Leah. See, so even though Jacob gave, I mean, Laban gave him Leah, he still wanted Rachel because he had spent seven years for something that he saw as precious and valued. See, we're working for heaven. See, so to get it, I can't steal it. (laughs) I got to do it honestly. See, look at Psalms 15 in your Bibles. Psalms 15, start verse 1. Psalms is asked, amen, here, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? And who shall dwell in your holy hill, he that walketh what? Uprightly. The purpose of this church is that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. See, we want to walk uprightly. I think the scripture says we are risen, Psalms 20 verse 7. To do what? Stand upright. You ever been in the army and the soldier slats you down? What did they tell you? Stand upright. What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's right. Get out and knock out 20 so you learn how to stand. <laughs> you know, you stand upright. You know, you stand tall. You know. And that's what you're supposed to do. You, you are to walk uprightly. What does Peter, Paul says, this I say then, walk in the spirit. See? And you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, the flesh wants you to laugh, slouch. See? But the spirit is risen up. Right. Romans 6 says we, after we're baptized in Jesus' name, we are raised up to do what? Walk in newness of life. See? So I'm supposed to stand strong. I want to be a representative of Christ. See? So we want to walk uprightly before Him and walk uprightly before Him. We want to walk in our integrity. We want to be honest. We want to be truthful. That's walking upright. Amen. To walk in righteousness. See, walk right in righteousness, work in righteousness, excuse me. So to work righteousness is no more than doing right. 
It's the white linen of the saints of God. And to do what? Speak the truth in his heart. Tell the truth. Amen. Let your words be truthful. Amen. The psalmist says we keep our lips from guile. We tell the truth. Get get in the habit of being truthful. You know why? Your father's the truth. God is the truth. See, that's why we say don't be gossiping. You know why? Because what you're telling somebody else, you don't know if it's true or not. See? I can remember and when I was in school, they used to tell this person something over here and they tell them, and by the time they get back to the front, man, it's going to change four times. I guarantee you, somebody tell you something, they ain't going to tell you everything. See? So this is why you should not gossip. You know, just leave it alone. Because you tell somebody else, and now that person has to realize and try to determine, did they just tell me the truth? They're lie. You know, and if I go tell him, I'm probably going to forget what somebody else told me, half of it. You know, and now he's only got partial truth or whatever. And he, by the time he gets to tell somebody else, it's going to be changed all up. See? So we have to be careful. We want to always be truthful. Speak the truth in our hearts because God is truth. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the light. John 14, 6. Amen. God is a God of truth. So let's learn the practice because uh, I think this is trying to tell me if I'm not telling the truth, I can't get in there. See, because I'm representing him. Remember, we're moving to what? Perfection. See, but if I keep gossiping and telling lies, I'm not going to make it. See, so he says, who shall abide and walk uprightly and work righteousness and speak the truth in his own? Verse 3, he that, what? Backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor. See, we don't do evil, nor take up a reproach against his neighbor. Amen. And whose eyes a vile person is condemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. Respect the Lord. Amen. He that swerveth not to his own hurt, nor change not. He that doeth these things shall, what, put out his money to usury, or take the reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall, what, never be moved. See? And that's what Peter comes back. He's basically somewhat hitting this same passage in, in first, second Peter two, five, uh, one through one, five through eleven. Cause in it, he says that if you don't add these things to you, he says you've forgotten already that you was purged from your old sins. See, you was purged of the old way. Remember when Isaiah was touched from the altar? With the angel with the coal, what did the angel tell him? Lo, this has touched your mouth and your lips and your iniquities are removed and your sins are purged. See, 
When you were born again, when you repent of your sins, you died to the old man. You're baptized in Jesus' name. You're buried with him in baptism. And you're risen to walk in a new life. See? So the old man is what? Dead and gone. You're the new creature in Christ. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. See, so we shouldn't have a problem with not gossip. We should not have a problem with telling the truth. We should not have a problem with doing right. Because dad does right. See, we're new creatures. It all is about the substance that is in you. See, so I want to have this substance that is in me, amen, that is rooted and built up inside of me. So notice here, amen, he asks, who shall ascend into heaven? And God tells it. Malachi 3, you know, how many times have we heard, is it, will a man rob God? Well, you're going to hold God at gunpoint. <laughs> you know, are, you, are you holding up God? Don't move, God. Give me your wallet, God. <laughs> will a man rob God? Where any of you robbed me? Everybody knows, right? So you have to ask yourself, am I honest? Am I truthful? Am I doing what God asks of me to do? Say, I've got to be submissive. See, that's what that cross is all about. See, when you're carrying your cross, it means you've got some substance. See, your cross means you're compassionate. Your cross means you're resisting temptation to do wrong. Your cross means you're being obedient to the word of God. Your cross means you are submissive to the things of God. And you are operating in servanthood to the things of God. Say, it's all about God now. You and him. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're not your own. You were brought with the price. Say, so what's in you? What's there? How much substance? How much faith? How much trust? How much belief is there? How could Joshua stand as his son? Stand still. Moon? Get in the valley. Because he has substance. He knew God. He knew God's ability. See? And that's what every child of God should have. And his abilities to trust him. That no matter what I face, no matter what I go through, he knows the way that I take, Job says. And I shall come forth like gold. And though the skin worms is eat this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. I shall see him for myself and not another. Say, he says a hypocrite is not going to stand before him. Say, so we have to realize that we've got to have the substance of honesty and integrity in us. The second thing that the Satan came after Job was, was for his integrity and honesty. And God says to Job, I mean Satan in Job chapter 2, verse 5 through 10, God began to ask Satan, he says, 
Where you been, Satan? He says, to and fro in the whole earth. He said, did you consider my servant Job? There's none like him, a perfect and an upright man. He says, and yet you remove him. He says, yet he still retains his integrity. He's still holding to his honesty. Say, no matter what you go through, you've got to maintain your integrity. All integrity is, is the value you place on you. See, how much do you, how much are you worth? It all depends on how much substance you've got in you. How much is the stuff of God in you really worth? See, to have integrity means you are, that inner man is strong. Paul says, though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Your inner strength. Say, you have that inner strength to stand firm, to stand strong. Say, when the storms of life come, when things come against you, when wrong and everybody else is doing wrong, you still stand strong because your strength is made perfect in weakness. You're holding on. Amen. You're not controlled by your feelings. You're controlled by the spirit. This I say then. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the lust lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one against the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you're led by the spirit, amen, praise God. You want to have, you want to have that in strong honesty and integrity in you. So though Satan tried to move God, God against Job, Job held his integrity. And notice, Job's wife came and she says, Job, do you retain your integrity forever? She says, why don't you curse God and die? Job says, you speak as one of the most foolish women speak. So no, I can't let that go. <laughs> I can let some other things go, but I can't let my integrity go, Job says. Job tells his friends in Job 27, verse 5, he says, though you move against me, he says, I won't let go of my integrity. See, honesty is not the best policy. It is the only policy, see, because you can't get in there without it. Is it worth it to lose it, to throw it away? Because Job says, hey, a hypocrite can't get in there. So we've got to have the substance of honesty because it's precious to us. Amen. And is more important than gold. We want to hold tight to that. Second Corinthians 8.21, Paul writing to the church says, Providing for honest things, not only in the sight of God, but also in the sight of men. You know you better be honest before God. How much more do the people run you? What does people say about you? Believe me, somebody's always watching you. I don't care. Somebody's always looking at you, whether it's your neighbor through the window to see what you're doing. Somebody is watching you. I, I don't care where you go. Somebody is looking at you. See? So you never know. You might have a opening in your curtain that you forgot to close. <laughs> so make sure you be on your best behavior. And you know what? God is always watching. <laughs> 
The eyes of the Lord run to and fro in the whole earth. So God is always watching. You ain't hid from him. See? And knowing that, how much more should I be what I say I am at all times, knowing I can't get away? He knows my thoughts. Scripture says he knows the words in my mouth before I ever say them. He knows how many hairs I got left. Yeah. <laughs> everyone is gray. Everyone is black. And then he tells me I can't do a thing about it. Leopard can't change his spots. <laughs> you know? Ethiopian can't, can't change his skin color. You know? So he's got it under control. And he wants me to be strong. I gotta have substance. That's why Paul says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections and instructions and righteousness that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished to all good works. Everything we have need of. Amen. He's got it and he's given it to us. Abraham walked around with all kinds of substance. Job walked around with all kinds of substance. Look at, man, Job lost everything and, and boom, just like that. But what did he say? Lord gave, Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He kept focused and look what he got in the end. Twice as much as he had before. These things are written for our example. If I lose everything I got right here, right now, my home, my cars, my family, whatever, if I lose it all, as long as my focus and I'm intact, I'm going to get more. Jesus says, not only here where I'm at, it says here. He says, you in this life, you have more brothers, more sisters, more mothers, more fathers, in this world and in the world to come, eternal life. What more can you have than eternal life to know that I am with the Lord forever and ever and ever? More substance than I could ever hope for. More things than I could ever hope for. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein is all his. So if it's his, it's mine. There it is. So think about it. So, amen. <laughs> so if I lose everything down here, I've got a whole lot more that's prepared for me up there. Amen. So I've got to maintain my integrity, my humility. Amen. The Bible tells me to be clothed with humility. Humble yourselves. Amen. And the mighty hand of God, and he'll do what? He will exalt me in due time. I have to have a heart of humility, walking humbly before him. Amen. I want to be humble. I want to be obedient to the word of God. I just can't be a hearer of it. i got to do it if I want my substance of faith to be strong. See? That's what James tell you in James 1. Don't just say, I, I hear you. Do it. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks 
unto his name. Amen. As Moses said in Psalms 116, he says, Lord, teach me to number my days. So honesty, you know what? Should cause me to number my days. To stay focused. I know not the minute or the hour. I don't know how many more days. The Bible says that three scores in ten, and by reasons of strength of 80, I still have some troubles. So, so, but think about it. Do you number your days? James says, don't say tomorrow I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. He says, you should say, if the Lord will, uh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. See, so that's telling me what? Number your days. Consider that tomorrow is not promised. See, I don't know what the next moment holds. You know, I got ministers, friends that, you know, Brother Jeff Arnold was preaching big time. Next thing you know, he's waking up in the hospital, you know, after been out for a few days, you know, trying to figure out what was wrong. You know, he said he was gone. Brother Stone King, you know, he was gone. You know, but God mercifully brought those men back for for a purpose. You know, but there's been others. I got, had other missionary friends. You know, they they driving down the road and have an accident and boom, they're gone. You know, we don't know. See, so we have to number, consider. Consider our days. You know, am I ready? Should the Lord call? Am I ready, you know, to enter? See, the more substance I have here that I get honestly and right, I'm going to be ready for there. See, because though this all pass away, yet there. Everything I do here now, since I've been born again, is for his glory and for his kingdom. I don't put my stakes down, you know, because I know, as the scripture says, Solomon tells you, is it stuff you got right now? It's going to be somebody else's. You check out, your kid's going to be fighting over what you got. <laughs> you know, so you, so you need to realize that, you know, you have no more control over it. Say, so, so, <laughs> so you want, you want godly substance. You want things that is going to edify you daily here. Things that's going to keep you in the straight and narrow pathway here. So that, as Peter says, when you look at Second Peter 1, 5 uh, through 10, notice what he says. He says, if you add to your faith virtue, Virtue, knowledge, knowledge, tempest, tempest, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, charity. He says, if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you should neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But he that liketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. He says, wherefore the rather, brethren, give all diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall what? Never fall. For so what? An entrance. Notice, 
shall be ministered unto you and to the abundantly and to the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's substance. That's what he's saying. Hey, man, get all this substance in you. Because all he's doing is just leading you to where you're going. See, if, if I was going to college to be a doctor, the more the education and the test, what is the end state? To be the doctor. You know, I just can't just say, kindergarten, now I'm a doctor. How many of you going to let me operate on you? Not a whole lot of you. But if I walk the path to the education, the study, the preparation, getting the substance in me to do what I'm feeling my calling is to do, and you look on my wall, Ph.D. from John Hopkins University. Yeah, he's got the credentials. Okay, I'll, I'll trust him to cut my ear off. Yeah. If you come in and don't see anything on my wall, you're going to want to know it. Uh, where'd you go to school? Yeah. Well, it's the same way spiritually. See, if I add to my life, Knowledge and temperance and patience and godliness. These things are just going to keep me going forward in the things of God. See, the more, like I said last week, it's like the roots and the stump in the tree is when you see the leaves on the tree means they got a support network down there. Say it's keeping them. It's keeping them. That's why Job says in Job 14, 7, he said, there's hope for a tree, though it be cut down. He says, though the stock be wax all in the earth and, and this, I mean, though the, though the roots wax all in the earth and the stock be dead in the ground. He said, yet through the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth balls like a plant. Say, it won't die. You're not going to die. This is what Peter is saying. If you add these things to you, you're never going to fall. See, the tree will always be straight up. It'll be solid. Amen. You ever go out in California and see those big redwoods, sequoias? They got one out there called the General Sherman, man, as big as this, <laughs> this area, you know, and it's just standing there way up in the air, over 200 and some feet in the air. Beautiful and strong, whole bunch of them. You know, a le- uh, uh, I saw one with the one of the limbs broke off and looked like a whole nother tree had fallen. That's how big they were. You should see how huge they are. As I stood there watching that general sermon, I went, "My goodness!" I thought I had seen some big trees. Those sequoias, redwoods, my goodness, how huge they are. And then I thought, man, that's what God wants of us. To be huge and robust and strong in him. See, with a solid. Can you imagine the root system, see, that is down there, that's holding those things? Man. How deep they must go. If the tree is 200 and something feet in the air, imagine how deep those roots are going down to hold it. 
Our roots should be solid. Amen. Down. So we need to number our days. Amen. We need to learn how to endure hardness, Paul told Timothy, as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. A just man, Paul, how many times? Twenty-five? And what does he do? He gets up. You can get the wind knocked out of you. Somebody can say all matters of evil falsely against you. Get up. I think I told you about Muhammad Ali, right? The rope of dope. <laughs> you know. Come on. Seven times you should get back up. No matter what people say against you, get back up. Blessed are you, Jesus says, when men revile you and persecute you and say all matters of evil falsely against you for my name's sake. He says rejoice. A rejoicing soul is the sign of substance. Say, rejoice in the Lord evermore, Paul says. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but with everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have learned, heard, and seen in me do, and the God of peace will be with you. Philippians 4, 4 through 9. It will be with you. Peace will be with you. Peace is substance. You fly off the handle, your substance of peace is not there. Peace is one of those precious substances that you need to have. And Isaiah says in 26.3, he will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon him because you trust in him. Trust in the Lord Jehovah. Amen. The Lord, for the Lord Jehovah is what? everlasting strength. He's your support network. His peace is made perfect in our weakness. Substance of peace is precious. Honesty is precious. Integrity is precious. Knowledge is precious. All these things are are the things, substance you want to build in you here in the earth because it's precious. So you earn these things. You 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 work at that. Say so that you have it in you, so that when you need it, you got it. And all you're doing is just pushing yourself right on to the doorway. And when you walk through the door, what did the Lord say? Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter the kingdom which has been prepared for you from the foundations of the earth. Amen. Substance is precious, brothers and sisters. Amen. And I didn't get through half of the day. Oh, man. Okay. Next week, we'll try to finish because we got to go to another <laughs> series. Right? Amen. Yes, ma'am. The value you place upon yourself is honesty, actually, but it's really the value that you place upon you. That's my definition. So make sure you put in parenthesis, that's pastor's definition. (laughs) 
Because I'm sure Webster and Wikipedia probably has a different meaning. <laughs>